Does the advent of artificial intelligence really lead to killer robots? Is that what we think? Let me ask you this question. Why are humans at the top of the food chain? Is it because of our opposable thumbs? Is it because of our speed, our strength, our adaptability, our survivability even? No, it's because of our intelligence. And this would be the first time that humans will coexist that we know of with other intelligence. We'll be covering off this and why engineers should also know about artificial intelligence in today's episode, so stay tuned. This is the Engineering IRL Podcast, a place for engineers in the real world. We try to break down engineering concepts and figure out how to apply them to real life. Let's become better problem solvers, better engineers. This is your host, Andrew Sario. Let's begin. Today's shoutouts go to Inti Sarul, Daniel Ryan, and Flavius Gerge. I hope I pronounced all your names correctly. Thanks for being part of today's show. Hello everyone and welcome to the Sario Dev Show, Engineering IRL, where I take you through engineering concepts and teach you how to apply them to real life. Revision 28. Yes, we've made it to 28 episodes. We've got the next two episodes queued up, so if you want your questions answered, uh, there's going to be a form, I'll leave a link, where you can actually put in your question, I'll answer them on the show. So, Revision 28, what are we talking about today? It's AI safety, and should engineers learn about it? Or what should we learn about it? And the question first begins with, how does an AI even think? versus how is this different to machines we've had since forever that that seemingly think and ai thinks the thing is with ai is that it actually it makes decisions it makes decisions that don't need to be programmed uh, pre-programmed in artificial intelligence makes decisions that do not need to be pre-programmed in okay so we haven't predicted what it would do and made a course for that or programmed a path for that it it comes up with that on its own based on data now if you compare that with machines of the past they're all built on algorithms okay pre-programmed pre-designed algorithms that essentially make up the rules for how a machine quote-unquote thinks okay now i won't delve into algorithms but our, our friends at the Computer Science Software Engineering College Courses Review. They have an episode, S3.2, called Analysis of Algorithms. Andres Ariaga does a great job of, of summarizing what algorithms, the topic of algorithms, so learn more there. But essentially, that's the key difference. We don't program in what the decision will be. Think about classic programming you know, you, you, you create all the if statements. If this situation, then this. Even all the control systems you can think of. If this occurs, then this. Or before opening a valve, these are the preconditions. It's all known. We program it in, and therefore we know what decisions it will make. Or we think we know, right? Then you run testing and you realize that you had some other bug. But anyways, the whole point is it's different. It thinks. And now you go, okay, well, let's say, let's say an AI thinks and it makes decisions. I mean, it, it's not completely like just going random on what it's doing. No, we feed it in the data first. Okay. 
So we give it the data set that it's studying in the first place. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, when I say data, you got to imagine there's different points of data. So for example, for a car, you know, we're talking about wheels, wheel size, color, frame, model, make, all of these pieces of information are points of data. We decide which points of data that the AI will use in its analysis, right? In its, uh, to input into the system. Those are the parts we control. Here's the points you're even looking at. Now learn. What should AI think? What should it think then? Right? If we were to say that we do control the inputs right, of data, what data input should we give it? What should we let it solve? What should we let it think about? Obviously, you know, when you think about the robot apocalypse, as you do, sometimes the question becomes, well, if we, program, if we decide what the AI is thinking about or what its goals are, how could it ever turn on us? In, uh, what was it, iRobot, they highlighted the three rules. You know, it's like, you know, you don't, you listen to humans, you don't hurt humans. I forget the exact rules, you can look it up. <laughs> but the idea is, we create AI to solve humanity's problems, and logically the ultimate answer is, no humans equals no human problems. Okay, so you go, okay, fine, well, we just make a rule. No, no killing humans. Like, there is just no, there's just no, we don't give that path, we don't give that option. Now, if you remember, we only control the data inputs that it looked that an AI looks to analyze. We do not put in, we don't put in algorithms for it to follow. Now we could do a combination, sure. You know, the AI just does some processing, then feeds it to some sort of algorithm. But, but to get to true AI and the full potential of what it could solve, it, it doesn't happen in that paradigm. It's got to be able to think with all the data set that it has. Okay, and we don't know for sure you know, before it comes out to its final resolution. So there's multiple steps, you know, in this neural network that, that it kind of, you know, it's like shuffling down the data before it makes a decision. There are many steps in there and we don't know how that shapes things. But let's, okay, let's say, let's say we do end up creating the ultimate AI. Okay. And the question becomes, what, what should it do? Right? And the first answer that sounds crazy, right? Let me put it to you this way. Should you, should we make AI be the ultimate decision maker for humans? And instantly you go, well, no. The answer to solve everything is to make sure that the human, a human at the end, no matter what the AI says, a human's at the end of it, that makes the final decision. Now this isn't going to work all the time because half the problems we're going to try to solve are to be making decisions where humans can't. That's the first thing. But the second thing is, let me ask it to you in another way. If there was a room full of children, all right, 30 kids, and there was one adult that had so much better intelligence than all these five-year-old kids combined, should all the kids listen to the wisdom of the adult? Well, probably. I mean, that already happens. Kids should listen to, to adults, especially when it comes to their overall well-being and safety, right? You know, we're not talking about what they aspire to be or what they want to become. We're talking about this will hurt you. This may make you sick. This may make you feel bad. This may kill you. Of course, of course, the higher intelligence person for sure should make the decisions because it knows better. And B, there is a level of trust, obviously, that says, well, we know that it won't 
uh, well, that the human cares for these kids. So if we made an AI that's making these higher level decisions, let's say it makes decisions about, you know, how to fight climate change, let's call it, or how to prevent nukes from shooting or whatever it is, right? Exist existential threats. That doesn't sound so bad. Maybe that is the better decision, right? You don't let the kids decide, no, I don't want to. So therefore, let's throw away, you know, making them not play at the edge of stairs. You know, a kid's tantrum doesn't matter. Okay, let's say now, no, no, we put in rules around it. So the question is, why then, if we controlled this adult to make all the decisions for the kids and its goals are aligned for the kids, what would happen? Let me ask you this. If you were trapped in a cage, in theory, and a bunch of kids, you know, had you enslaved, essentially, and required you to help them live, if they all die, you die, okay? But if they all... If, if you take care of them and tell them decisions, they live. But at some point, do you think, with your superior intelligence to this band of five-year-olds, that you could trick them into letting you out? How hard would it be? Right? If an AI is really that far, uh, you know, more intelligent than us, even if we have it caged, you know, and even if it answers all our problems and we build trust in what it does solve, therein lies the problem, or a potential problem. Okay, maybe it stays in the cage forever. This is reality, this is not sci-fi, okay? But maybe, maybe let me give you another example that's, that's less sci-fi. If an artificial intelligence is really intelligent, if an artificial intelligence is really intelligent, wouldn't you think that higher intelligence correlates with no violence? I don't think that's clear. One, the premise that the more intelligent you are, your conclusion is violence is wrong. I kind of agree with, I get it, but there is no basis for that. Who says? How do you know? Right? You can say typically, yeah, but if you're, you know, if you're not thinking right, you might attack someone. But if you're really thinking and you understand the real problem, you realize that punching that person does not solve the problem, right? use some intelligence to control your emotions. So there's no way that it would lead to violence, but let me ask you this. Is it violent to use bug spray in your house? Right? Bunch of bugs in your house, you use bug spray to prevent bugs coming in. Is that violence? Okay, some people here say yes. Yes, that is violence. You know, these are living beings. Fine. What about bacteria in your house and you want to use germ spray? The living bacteria living virus, whatever it is, and you, you have a spray that can clear it, and you have children in the house and people in the house that could die if they got this disease, bacteria, whatever it is. But a simple spray clears the air. Is that violence? Right? Uh, I don't know if you remember, if you've watched The Avengers, but The Avengers, Loki says something interesting. He says, an ant does not have any quarrels with a boot. Right? How do we look at every other animal right now? I'm going to throw it back to the intro, okay? Why are humans at the top of the food chain? Because of our superior intelligence, yes. Now, there, think about this, right? Humans have never coexist, coexisted with intelligence greater than its own, that we know of, brackets, okay, Egyptians really were aliens, whatever. The other thing is, our only other reference of a planet with a species that is the most intelligent and by far is humans, and what have humans done?
right? So, the, so we don't know. We don't know what intelligence greater than ours looks like. And this is why it's actually a big invention and it's a big deal. You know, the a very kind of eerie phrase that sounds inspiring and cool to the people developing it, but also kind of sounds scary to me, is the invention of artificial intelligence will be the last inventions humans ever need to make. The invention of artificial intelligence will be the last invention humans make. Because the artificial intelligence will, will do the inventions for us, right? They'll do better inventions. It's like the parent and the kids. We're just kids. We think we know the answers, but we don't. Five-year-old kids versus a full-grown adult, like a, an intelligent adult, with skills that knows how to do everything. Okay? Now, with that in mind, with that in mind, I just want to throw it to why artificial intelligence safety has become the topic. Because here's the problem, right? When you think of AI safety and you think of killer robots, everyone's like, don't invent the killer robots. That's dumb. That's A. But B, at the same time, we want to solve these problems that we can on our own with current technology. We throw artificial intelligence, it finds correlations and it finds answers that we could not and in, not in that time. And if we can tie that into putting it into places where humans can't physically go so it can do further data collection and it's autonomous, it can do it all itself and figure out the answer, right? You go, oh, that sounds stupid. Yeah, but what about if you're saving, you know, the closest 100 people you know, right? And an AI bot could do the lot and save everything. I don't know. I mean, we do that with all technology. So, so what you shouldn't get twisted is that there is actually about 18 different versions of what should the AI's role be. And each of those versions, you can actually play out what would future, what would the future look like if we extrapolated this all the way, right? So there's one where it's the benevolent, where it's the God, right? Essentially, right? It makes all these greater decisions for us. There's the one where it's basically our slave. There's symbio, you know, there's, there's a symbiosis where we're kind of working with machines. If machines develop this level of intelligence, should they have rights? That's a cool question. There is 18 different types, okay? And you can look this up online. There was a big, um, you know, open AI committee that signed the safety thing to do with AI safety. And the point of it is to say that we are going, AI technology should not be held in the hands of a sole person. Or group that's one we should be sharing as much of the AI knowledge and development as possible Two and three AI safety needs to be at the front now think about what I just said before that the AI is the last invention we'll ever need to make when we invented the car okay we invented the car because we're solving the problem of hey I want to go from A to B faster right I want to go to A, a to B more conveniently I want to go to A and B with less horses <laughs> smoother ride, whatever it is. So you build the thing with wheels, it drives faster, cool, gets us to A to B, happy. We develop that technology, we drive faster and faster and faster. Boom, an old school horse is in the way. Who the hell is even driving a horse nowadays? Slam the brakes, you go flying through the window, dead. Then we started going, hey, you know, we've been getting pretty fast now. If a crash happens or a stop happens, it's lethal. We should do something about that, maybe, right? Then we invent the seatbelt, okay? We build bridges and bridges and bigger and bigger and bigger and bridges. 
Finally, a bridge starts wobbling, right? Does a funny dance. Look that up on Google, dancing bridge, fail. Collapses, right? Then we go, ooh, oops. Better make some tweaks there. Better make some adjustments. Let's put in some safety. Every invention we've made at some point, especially as you develop it and it's a bigger scale thing and that has potential energy, ends up causing an accident and then we go, oh, oops, let's put in some safety requirements, policies, you know, regulations, whatever it is. Safety matters, but it always is reactionary. Okay, development of the atomic bomb, kaboom. Wow, okay, nuclear stuff's pretty dangerous. We better put some strict rules about this before we lose another town. Everything so far, we've been able to at least withstand and go, ooh, that's not so good. We better develop some stuff around that to make it safe. And if AI is the last invention, i.e. it can invent everything else that it needs to without us, and more advanced than we can think of, in theory, if we do something stupid, even if you believe that something stupid can happen or cannot happen, if we invent something stupid that we cannot predict, you know, everything else we've invented, we haven't predicted the potential issues with it. Never. The safety always comes after. Okay? Every single time the, the thing has happened, the negative event has happened, the impact, and then we've built the safety. If AI is that, has that potential, which it does, okay, it does have that potential, and it has an existential threat, we can't recover from that. Therefore, the whole point of all of this is we need to design AI with safety in mind first, front, first and foremost. AI design first and foremost, AI safety is design first and foremost, i.e. we need to invent, we need to invent the seatbelt before we invent the car. Which is a challenge. Which is a challenge, like, like honestly, that is a challenge. And so, when we think about the question, should a engineers learn about artificial intelligence? The short answer is yes, we learn about everything, every uh, edge of technology anyways. So we need engineers on the job, absolutely, right, absolutely. We build the biggest scale stuff and deal with the biggest safety issues that no one else deals with because we have deal with so much potential energy and potential harm. And we build in massive factors of safety because even if we logically calculate that this bridge can handle this load, we do a fact safety factor of five of the worst case scenario, right? That's not rare, that's not new, that is truth. And it comes with, it's, it's like a wisdom. We know that not doing that and not taking that care leads to problems or may lead to problems and has led to problems. So yes, engineers should be on the job. But now the question I'm trying to extend to is all engineers, like what, what should I know about AI? In the previous episode, I did mention that AI engineers is going to be a thing. And the other thing I mentioned is that, you know, every industry is gonna engineers are the domain expert and artificial intelligence solves problems but it requires domain expertise to know what it's even solving so to know what data points to feed it and so all engineers should know about AI and therefore you should know about AI safety 
we don't want the robots to cut the killer robot scenario okay so there's you know there's there's a few camps on the on the decision of AI some say it should not be developed some say it should be developed with safety in mind some say um, that it should be developed we're basically kids and we could have so many more problems solved right for our own good and if we can't solve exist existential threats in time for when these you know when that crisis comes well then we're literally toast so we should be developing AI ASAP, right? And that, like, think about in two, three generations' time, that's going to be a big issue because every single thing we've ever considered in history has had with the human in context, right? Has been from a human context. Like, what is human consciousness without a body? If you switched out your body but you still had your consciousness, whatever it is, whatever machine or body you were in, you would say, I'm still me. That body lying over there that I've been transported out of is not me. We know this. But at the same time, we know so much of us is mapped to there being a physical body. It's kind of cool because, you know, if you study philosophy, if you go back in history, philosophy before answered a bunch of stuff. It tried to answer science, but it also tried to answer of like, the, 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 the state of consciousness itself, right? And then we go to science. Science answers a whole bunch of stuff about how we actually work, so that throws out a lot of the philosophy, and we just, we just try to figure out what we are, how do we react, what, what is the state of things, what is the nature of things. But now we come to where we are, and if you have the opportunity to, to build an AI, you need to know what you want, want to build it to be. And if we don't even know the answer to what is, you know, our, you know, what is the nature of our own consciousness, especially when you take out the body, well, now we have to answer that question because we're, you're making something conscious, right? A real thinking thing that doesn't have a human body. All of a sudden, those philosophical questions we have to come in to answer, and they're not the parts, they're not the answers that science can answer. It's a human question. What should it do? Right? So this is why AI safety right now is a huge topic. This is why every artificial intelligence milestone is a big deal. It's all really cool stuff, and when I say it's coming, I mean it's obviously now. Right, you've seen those, uh, those uh, oh, who does those, uh, Boston Dynamics robots? If you haven't looked up any of the stuff on AI to catch up, listen to the previous episode. Right, that's what it's doing in the uh, gaming competitive human decision world. Um, look up Boston Dynamics robotics, or robot, or their dog. You'll see some eerily human looking robots moving around and balancing, and that takes a whole bunch of data to be able to do. And then you look up, you know, autonomous cars and, and all that sort of stuff. But it's some really cool stuff. Now, if we develop it correctly, in theory, we should, you know, we should be solving the problems of, you know, of, of humanity, which kind of is what we do as engineers. We solve humanity's problems. That's our thing, right? We solve all problems, small to large. And that's it. That's our episode today. I hope you enjoyed that one. I think it was a pretty good one. I like this topic and I'll be delving more and more into AI. 
if you want to know details on how AI works, honestly, there's a lot of stuff on it, but it's kind of new. Um, but when I wrap my head around a very, very basic and nice simplistic way to explain it, I will. But I would like to have done a few artificial intelligence projects already myself. Okay. I've dabbled, but I would like to, you know, kind of go in depth and solve a few problems with it before I cover it from that point of view. But all the questions about what it should do and what kind of problems it solves, that is a whole lot of fun stuff and a lot of cool thinking. Now, like I said, I will leave a link for where you can ask the question if you want to ask a question. Um, and that's it. If you guys want to be part of the shout out rounds at the beginning of the podcast, join in at the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash engineer IRL, and look out for the episode announcement uh, posts, and then there'll be instructions there how you can be part of the next shout outs.